In life, there are those who win and there are those who whine. And if you want to change your life in an instant so you can win more often, there are three things you can do. You can change how you use your body. You can change where you focus your attention. And third is you can change your internal dialogue. Today, I want to highlight the internal dialogue or the self-talk side of things and show you and highlight really five self-talk statements that separate winners from whiners in life. Hey, welcome to The Healthpreneur Show. I'm Uriel Kame, CEO and founder of Healthpreneur. You are listening to this because you are a health professional or coach who is committed and driven to growing a successful virtual practice or coaching business online. In these episodes, I'm going to give you the best of the best when it comes to marketing, sales, mindset, business growth in general to help you achieve those goals. So without any further ado, let's dive right in. Okay, so the first self-talk statement that whiners tend to have is the following. There's no way I can insert blank. There's no way I can do this. There's no way I can come up with the money to pay for this. There's no way I can do this because of X, Y, or Z. That is what holds a lot of people back. And if you think about it, it's a very limiting statement. It's not even a question. It's a statement where like a brick wall is put in front of them that shows no possibility of any type of solution. It's a very close-minded, non-growth oriented statement. By contrast, winners ask the question, how can I do this? Or they make a statement straight up saying, I can do this. When my kids were young and I was, you know, teaching them how to tie their, put their seatbelts on in the car, they would often say, I can do it. I can do it. And I would just train them to ask the question, guys, what do we say instead? How can I do this? How can I put my seatbelt on? Maybe I can figure out a different way of doing it. Maybe I can ask for help. And so just training our brain to ask a better question can make a huge difference. Because when you ask a question like, how can I? It's not that you have the solution, but it allows your brain and subconscious mind to figure it out. As opposed to, there's no way. There's, I, there's no way I can do this. It's just no way. Right? I want to share a story with you. So one of our clients, Kevin, uh, started with, working with us a number of years ago, and he was fairly early on in his journey. And at the time, he was making about 800 bucks a month, hadn't really coached many clients. And he said, uh, he's like, hey, man, like, I want to work with you. And I told him, I'm like, hey, man, we typically work with people a little bit further along. I think you're too early. And his response was, no, watch me, which is essentially, I can do this. And guess what happened? 18 months later, he went from making 800 bucks a month to building a million dollar plus business. Several years later, he's doing multiple seven figures. Now, is it because of my amazing strategy and our amazing team's coaching? Not really, to be honest. I mean, obviously the stuff we do works. The difference in this situation is Kevin. It's who he is. And this is the thing I want you to understand is that winners always find a way to win, okay? It's not about the tactic or the strategy. That stuff can definitely help. But if you put a great driver in a good car, they will do very well. If you put a terrible driver in a good car, they're gonna crash. Do you understand the difference there? I hope so. The second self-talk statement that I want to share with you here is the following from a whining perspective. And when I say whining, I'm not talking about like, meh, meh. I'm just talking about people who find excuses not to do things in life. Okay. So the second statement is, I know this already. I know this already. I'm not learning anything new here. And this one drives me crazy because if you knew how to do what it is you say you know how to do, then you would have already done it. If you're not doing it, you don't know it. And that's something I do my best to live by. Okay, so I want to share a funny example with you. So we had a, some guy come into our program a little while ago and very quickly decided to drop out because he said that what we were offering he could do with AI. And I was like, really? That's the first time I've heard that. Because my thinking is that you would have already done it 
but you haven't, therefore you don't know how to do it. And that type of statement is exactly why people do not succeed in business and do not succeed in life. Because they think to themselves, um, I know this already. And it's not about I know this already. The question that winners ask is how well am I doing this? How well am I doing this? Because there is a very big distinction between what we think is the same, but obviously the, the results are very different. Let me give you an example. Most people know how to drive. Doesn't mean they're good drivers, right? Most people know how to cook. Doesn't mean they're all good cooks. Most businesses are mediocre because they don't understand the importance of mastering the fundamentals. So instead, what they're doing is they're repeatedly jumping from one tactic to the next because they didn't have enough discipline to execute every single day on the boring basic fundamentals that work. So instead they jump into chat GPT and they're like, oh, this can write my emails. You don't get it. You don't get it. This is something that's very hard for some people to understand is when you know something, it's really about understand, don't explain. I can't explain to someone why what they're about to do, i.e. build their business with chat GPT is fundamentally a very different outcome than working with experts who collectively have almost the century of experience and wisdom, helping thousands of clients generate hundreds of millions of dollars in their business. And a lot of people don't understand this. And I'll give you another analogy. When I took my McLaren 720 on the track last summer, I was out on a driving day with McLaren and I drove the car around the track a few times. I was giving her going, you know, 200 kilometers an hour down the straights and, you know, taking the turns. It was great. Then I had one of the instructors sit in the driver's seat and he gave me some pointers. And I was like, cool, now I know what my car is capable of. Or th so I thought, because then I had him drive the car and holy shit, what a difference it made. I had no clue what my car was capable of until an expert who had driven that track thousands upon thousands of times took the wheel of the car and floored it. I'm talking about going through turns. I was taking it 80 kilometers an hour. He was taking it 160 kilometers an hour in fourth gear, one handed, no problem. And this is the fundamental difference between those who continually fail in life is that they don't understand there is a massive difference between you driving the car and what you think it's capable of and what a professional driver can show you what it's capable love. It's the same thing in your business or with your clients. They think, oh, I know how to do that already. No, you don't. You're 500 pounds and you sit on the couch all day. You don't know shit. Again, if you don't do it, you don't know it. So the conversation, if you have prospective clients that are like, well, I know that already. I've heard this already. Why aren't you doing it? Because you don't know it if that's the case. And if all I did was tell you to drink a liter of water every single day, even though you know how to do that already, you're not doing it. So it would be an amazing investment for you to pay me to keep you accountable to doing that. It's not about this new water is magical crystalline properties that's going to help you melt fats. No. It's the same boring tap water, drink it, do it every day, here's how. That's it. And that's why people pay for coaching. They're not coming for information, they're coming from transformation. You're not necessarily having to sell new stuff, you just need to get people you're working with to do the stuff they say they already know, but just aren't doing it. Cool? So again, it's not about I know this already. Winners ask themselves, how well am I executing on this? The third self-talk statement is the following. I'm just going to test it out. 
That's what whiners, how they approach life. I'm gonna just dip my toe in the water. Nah, it's a little bit cold, a little bit hot. I'm just gonna, what's the worst thing that happens? I dip my toe and I leave, no big deal. What winners say is they're like, screw it. I'm diving into the pool and I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna make it work no matter what. The reality is that nothing happens until a commitment is made. When I was working with Dan Sullivan, who's an amazing, uh, amazing human and a tremendous coach, run strategic coach, he walked us through this 4C model. And it was very simple. If you wanna become more confident in any endeavor, that's the outcome, right? Whether it's growing a business, speaking on the phone with prospects, working out, speaking a different language, we all want to be confident because confidence is the byproduct or the fourth step after capability. Capability, think of it as competence. You do something over and over again, you get good at it. What comes before capability? Before capability is courage. Courage is, I don't know how to do this thing. I'm afraid of doing this thing, but I'm going to do it anyways. Courage doesn't feel good. Confidence does. That's the difference. So we go from courage right? Taking a leap, having some faith in yourself, committing and figuring things out to I'm building capabilities. And as a result of then over and over again, I have confidence, but it all starts with commitment. You make a commitment. I will do this thing. I'm not sure what it looks like, which requires courage to cross the bridge. Capability, confidence, commitment, courage, capability, confidence, it doesn't work backwards. You don't start being confident. You start having no confidence. You start with having nothing but trepidation perhaps, but it starts by making a commitment. And instead of dipping the toe in the water, what I'm suggesting is diving in. When we bought our house in Mexico, which we're building on the coast on the Pacific Ocean, we hadn't seen it in person. We obviously did the due diligence online and so forth because it was during lockdowns and COVID and all this kind of stuff. It was a big commitment for us because they do houses a little bit differently down there. They don't do mortgages. It's all cash. So for us to get into a process like that was a very big commitment compared to doing something with 10 or 15 or 20% down in Canada. But here's the thing that happened is that as soon as we made that commitment, we made it happen versus if we had tippy-toed around the situation and kind of like, oh, well, we can do this and that or that. We'll kind of figure some stuff out. It never would have happened. I think there's a tremendous amount of power in creating leverage over yourself. Most people are not going to do anything in life unless there's enough leverage to move you forward. So when you don't commit to something, what's the worst that happens? Nothing. You have no skin in the game. You back out. You can't fail. But as soon as you jump in the pool, well, Maybe you can't swim. Maybe you look a little bit ridiculous. But I'll tell you this, just last night before shooting this video, at 10 o'clock at night, just before I was going to bed, we had just opened our pool. It was 60 degrees Fahrenheit. And I decided to walk out of my living room. I took off all my clothes. Ladies, chill out. And I dove into the pool without thinking twice. It was cold. It was cold. But I'll tell you this, I felt absolutely amazing for having done it. You know what I didn't do? I didn't walk around the pool and think about like, should I go in or not? It's gonna be uncomfortable, I'm gonna be cold. Oh, it's too cold, uh, I, gotta, I gotta warm up first. No, 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 I just dove in the pool. And then guess what? I woke up this morning and I did the exact same thing. Got out of bed, 5 a.m., went right to the pool, dove in, five minutes, cooled the body off, it was literally a cold plunge, and I got my day started. I'm not sharing this because I'm some special snowflake who has this like robotic ability to do stuff. Trust me, I don't. But what I do know is that until you dive into the pool, nothing is moving forward for you, nothing. Commit first, figure out the rest later.
Number four, if you ever have a prospective person or client ask you, what is this going to cost me? That's not the right question. I mean, it's a fair question. That's fine. But if the focus is there all the time, like what's this going to cost me? What's this going to cost me? Do I have enough money? Blah, blah, blah. It's the wrong question. It's the wrong area of focus. It's the wrong self-talk. Winners identify, yeah, like what's the cost? Cool. We have to know what the price is. All right. We're aware of that, but we don't live there. Instead, winners, we ask this question. What is this going to cause me? What is this going to cause me? So let's say that you have a client who, or a prospective client who's like, all right, what's, you know, what's the price here? You're like 5K for this program. They're like, oh, I got to think about it. Like as they're thinking about it and they're like meditating on it, you know, because they don't make a decision on the spots, like whatever the excuses are, what they're thinking about is they're thinking about this. This is going to cost me 5,000. Hmm. That's it. That's all they're thinking about. What if this doesn't work out? Oh my God, I might lose my money. Blah, 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 blah. But what winners do is they identify, yeah, okay, it's going to cost me this, but what is this going to cost me? If I get this thing dialed in, if I do this thing, if I invest in my health, what is this going to give me as a payoff? So winners don't obsess about the price. They obsess about the payoff. You see the difference there? One of our clients, Ryan, end of 2019, on the verge of closing down his practice. He was a chiropractor, functional medicine practitioner. He had done a bunch of stuff. He was just like, I'm sick of this. He came across our ads online, watched our webinar, and he was not in a good place financially. So he could have very easily said, well, what's this going to cost me? And focus on that. But what did he do? He took out a loan to pay for our coaching. Because what he focused on was what was this going to cause him? Four months later, he went from literally negative to doing $358,000 per month. In June of that year, by the way, this is during lockdowns in 2020, building his virtual practice online by June. So this is about seven months after he started. He was doing more than a million dollars per month in his coaching business. Two years later, they routinely do over 3.2, $3.5 million per month. And this is the difference between winners and whiners. Winners understand the price but they focus on the payoff. Because if you think about it, what's the worst thing that can happen? If someone invests to work with you, let's call it $5,000, what's the worst case scenario? The worst thing that happens is they lose $5,000. Is that the end of the world? Are they gonna live on the street? Are they gonna be stoned by their family? Probably not. And you can have this conversation with them, but what's the payoff? And more importantly, let me just backtrack for a second. You identify the worst case scenario. Can you live with the downside? All right, I lose $5,000, can I live with that? Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm not going to die. It's going to be fine. I sell my house. I'm not going to live on the streets. My family will be okay. I can still put food on the table. It's not going to be good, but I can live with it. Second question is, what is the likelihood of that happening? Just think about this logically. The easiest way to overcome fear is use logic. What is the likelihood of me investing $5,000 in this coach and then dis disappearing, scamming me, taking all my money? What is the likelihood of someone who has good integrity and a seemingly legitimate business do it like doing that to you? Sadly, there are some people who get burned and have a bad experience in whatever, that's fine. But what's the likelihood that you're just, someone's just going to take off? The likelihood is pretty, pretty slim. What's the likelihood that you're not going to show up and do the work? That's a different story, which is why it's also important to or have your client show up and do the work so they actually get the most out of their investment. So what's the worst case scenario? Can you live with that downside? And what's the likelihood that that's going to happen? Now, the second question is, are you willing to pay the price to get the payoff? And I'm not just talking about the 5K. So for your client, prospective client, they're thinking it's going to cost 5K, but it's not just it's not just the financial cost. It's the change they have to go through. It's the stuff they have to change that they're currently doing. And there's pain associated with that. So is the juice worth the squeeze? Make sense? 
And this is where you have, to, I mean, fundamentally, if you don't have the desire to do something, you're not going to do it. But let's say you do. The difference between those who move forward and win in life is they constantly come back to the payoff. The payoff. I understand the price payoff. And this is very important when you are in the journey as well, because the journey of anything, learning a new language, learning how to ride a bike, learning how to walk, learning how to build a business, learning how to become a medical doctor, learning how to whatever is not like this. You've gone through the process in some aspect of your life already. The process looks like this. And there are moments where you're like, this is the best. And then the next couple of days, you're like, I'm going to jump off a bridge. It's called The Dip. There's a great book by Seth Godin called The Dip. Read it. It's really good. So you're in the dip. What do you do here? Well, this is where most people give up. And what they do, instead of moving through the dip, what do they do? They jump to the next thing. And because they haven't mastered the fundamentals here, oh, I know that already, they go to the next thing. And guess what happens there? Yay! Uh, and then they're back in the dip. And guess what happens at the dip once again? They jump to the next thing. And they keep repeating that pattern and that's why they lose in life. Do you start? Are you starting to see this? I hope you understand like these fundamental patterns that you have the complete ability to change in a second by recognizing them and doing something about it. So when we're in the dip, it's about recognizing this sucks, but I understand it's temporary. The payoff, my vision, my goal, this is worth it. I'm gonna do the work. I, I can't tell you how many times I've worked out with my trainer and I'm pushing a 200 pound sled and I'm like, what the, f I can't do this. I gotta stop. And I kept going. I kept going, number one, because I committed first, I'm going to do it. But also I kept focusing on why am I here? Why am I focused on this? Why am I pushing my body? Because every single day, every single week, every single month, every single year, I want to be healthier and fitter than the previous one. So when you are in those moments of kind of the dip, focus on the why. And this is what successful people do is they don't focus on the price. They focus on the payoff. You acknowledge the price. It is what it is. That's the price to pay to unlock the payoff. Got it? Quick little break in the show for you. Are you in our Healthpreneur Hub Facebook group. If not, I want to hook you up. I share some amazing resources in there, including free reports, videos, trainings, obviously more connection to me. And we have thousands of other health professionals and coaches who are in that group actively seeking to grow their business online. If you'd like to join us, let me hook you up with the link. It's healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash hub. That's forward slash H-U-B. Once again, that's healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash hub. Go there now, join the group, and when you're in there, just drop me a little note to welcome yourself, let us know what you're up to, and I look forward to seeing you inside, connecting with you a little more personally. And once again, that's healthpartnergroup.com forward slash hub. Now let's get back to the show. And the fifth self-talk statement that separates whiners from winners is the following. I just got to get some stuff lined up. I will get started when my ducks are in a row. Here's what winners say. Fuck the ducks. They fly south in the winter anyways. You're going to wait for them to come back from Florida and get started? No. This goes back to commit first, figure out the rest later. Winners understand that there is no perfect time to do anything. Let me ask you this. When is the perfect time to have kids? When is the perfect time to get married? When is the perfect time to start a business? When is the perfect time to get in shape? When is the perfect time to do anything? The answer in most cases is... There is no perfect time, so just start now. There's a famous saying that says, the best time to plant an oak tree was 10 years ago, the second best time is right now. And I believe that if you're somebody who wants to achieve stuff in life and not live with regrets, then I really hope you understand this, is that we will not change unless the pain of our situation becomes painful enough. I've talked about this in many of my videos. When the pain of change is here and the payoff is here, we're not changing, okay? 
But when the pain of change is down here and your payoff is up here, we're done. We're moving. Okay. So I want you to think about how this operates in life. And I want you to think about in the context of the people coming to work with you, the reason why they're, let's say, booking a discovery call to you is because something's happened in their life and they can't take it anymore. Something happened yesterday. I'll give you an example. A couple of years ago, I was playing the first tennis tournament of the year and I was super pumped because it was at the tennis center in, in Toronto where they have the Rogers Cup. And I was like, oh, this is cool. This is where the pros play. And I was super excited. It was the first warm day of spring. And it was a Saturday morning. And I end up playing this guy who looks like Nacho Libre. And I'm like, this is so cool. That Like, that's my favorite movie. I love it. But I'm like, there's no way I'm losing to this guy. And guess what happened? I lost the match. And I was so pissed. Because physically, I couldn't take the heat, which it wasn't even that hot. But because, you know, I'd been hibernating for five months in the winter, all of a sudden my body was like, what the hell is going on? And I was so uncomfortable, like pissed off uncomfortable. So the first thing I did when I got home is I said, screw this. I'm going to join F45 because I had seen it somewhere and I'm going to get someone to kick my ass and get me in the best shape of my life. And that's what happened. Nothing happened until that point, until that breaking point. And this is how we operate as humans, okay? There's no perfect time to start to get in shape, but the reality is that we have to find ways to get leverage over ourselves because the human condition is we're okay coasting for the most part. It takes a tremendous amount of mindfulness and focus to constantly be focused on your situation not being what you want it to be in the midst of living in a good situation. My life is pretty good. I have to find ways to put myself in very uncomfortable situations so that I have massive amounts of leverage on myself to move forward. Because the problem with living in North America is that life is okay. But living okay is a depressing life. When I was playing soccer in Brazil when I was 17 years old, I was down there at Sao Paulo FC and I remember being on the bus one day going to training. And I was talking to these Brazilian kids who are just the nicest people on the planet. And they were telling me it was football, soccer, or the favelas, the slums. Soccer or the slums. That was it. There was no plan B. There's no plan C. There's no, I'm going to go live with daddy. I'm going to go like, no, no, no. They either played pro soccer or they lived in the slums. That's called leverage. In North America, if you don't play soccer, like growing up, I wanted to play pro. So if I didn't play pro, well, I could have got a job and you know, I could have gone to this school and I could have done this and it would have been okay. And that's the fundamental problem. It's, like, it's, a, it's a great, obviously it's great because we have that safety net, but we do not get the most out of ourselves when we are comfortable. And that's why when we talk about getting our ducks in a row, especially with your business, like I want you to think about a way where you are where you are. If you're not where you want to be, I want you to figure out how you can get really uncomfortable about that gap. Because you can appreciate what you have, you can appreciate the journey so far, but if you're here and you know you want to be here and you've been saying you want to be here for a couple of years, you have to find a way to get massive leverage over yourself to no longer tolerate that gap. We had a client who now works with us. She had a call with me four and a half years ago. Four and a half years ago. And at the time, she wanted to make $150,000 moving her practice online. So she wanted to add $150,000 for her business by moving online. She wanted to get her ducks in a row. Four years later, she finally started working with us. COI, the cost of inaction, $600,000, assuming she would have made $150,000 per year. $600,000. But the problem is that we don't get associated with that because we don't actually have the money right now. So we're like, oh, it's not a big deal. What I'm suggesting to you is you have to find a way to get massive of leverage over yourself. And I don't know what that's going to look like for you. Okay. And you might have to play some tricks with your mind or whatever, but let me put it this way. If your kids were kidnapped, would you do whatever you needed to do to bridge the gap from where you are to where you want to go? Uh, you would find a way to do it. Like no matter what, like you didn't think twice, right? If you were given 30 days to live, unless you started working out today and every single day after that, would you do it? hundred percent. 
because the, the leverage over top of you, the consequence of not doing so is so great that you're like, fuck the ducks. I'll figure this out as I go forward. I understand this is hard. I understand it's challenging because we always want to have everything lined up. But remember the analogy I gave you earlier, the four C's. Commitment, courage. This is where we're asking for a little bit of courage. You don't have to know what it's all going to look like. You don't have to have everything mapped out and lined up. How are you supposed to know? Because you've never done it. What you do have to do is think about like driving through fog. You drive 10 feet, you see 10 more feet in front of you, but you can't see 100 feet. You have to drive 10 more feet and you will never move forward if you sit in the car and you're like, I'm just going to wait for the fog to pass only to realize you live in friggin' Denmark in the winter and it's like five months of fog. Make sense? So find a way to get massive leverage over yourself. And I'll give you the easiest way. Hire a coach, pay them a lot of money. Done. Money is the biggest lever for most people. If we traded donkeys, it would be donkeys, but it's money. If money is something very valuable to you, then give it to someone else and have them keep you accountable to you achieving your goals. This is why clients who come to work with us get better results than if they didn't pay us. It's really simple. It's the same reason why the people that you are working with, them paying you money, just that alone is a big reason why they will get great results. And the more they pay, the more they'll pay attention. Why? Because there's even more leverage on top of them. It's the same reason why I love digging myself into holes, metaphorically speaking, because it gives me positive pressure to become better, to move forward in a direction I would have moved already, but it's going to accelerate that process to make it happen so much faster. And I understand it's uncomfortable. Maybe you don't have the money. The very fact that you don't have the money to invest in hiring a coach is exactly why you should hire a coach. That's exactly why I hired my first coach. In 2010, I was making like poverty line income for three, three and a half years. The investment to hire my coach was more money than I paid the previous year in business, uh, made in the previous year in business. Was that comfortable? No. Did I know what it was going to look like? No. Did I have my ducks in a row? No. What I did do is I committed first and I was going to figure out the rest later. I didn't say how I can't do this. I said, I will do this no matter what, because now I've committed. I have leverage over myself and I can't let this just go to waste. This was a good sum of money for me. I had to make it work and it was the best decision I ever made because I wouldn't be here without that initial decision that became the inflection point for all my growth. So I understand like whatever situation you're in, no one is going to get great results on their own compared to what they would get with a coach. I'm not saying you have to work with me, but just find someone that resonates with you, that has proven results, that shares similar values to you and give them your money because in exchange, they will help you grow 10 times faster to get where you want to go. So anyways, those are the five self-talk statements that separate winners from whiners. Before we finish off, number one, I would love to know from you in the comments below, which of these self-talk statements resonates most with you? Love to hear your thoughts. And then second, if you've enjoyed this, remember to hit that subscribe button wherever it is somewhere around here, because I've got tons of other videos to help you grow a successful business online. Thank you for hanging out with me. Uh, be sure to check out the next video. It's going to be over here, over here. If you like this, you'll probably really enjoy that one as well. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me in today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you have, here's what I'd love for you to do next, is if you're not already subscribed to The Health Burner Show, go ahead and hit that button wherever you're listening to this to make sure you do not miss a single episode coming your way. And while you're at it, why not leave a rating or review? It would mean a lot to me. And here's why. Because I lay in bed awake at night wondering, are you enjoying this show? Do you get a lot of value out of this? And I never really know 
until I hear from you. All kidding aside, I would really appreciate a rating or review because as you know, the more people know about this show, the more people we can help and your ratings and reviews make a huge difference. So thanks for hanging out with me once again and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.